Hey, I'm Sandy and I'm a quilter and surprise, it's a podcast. I know I said I wasn't going to be posting one for the next couple of weeks, but decided I had a little time tonight that I didn't expect to have and I had a fun experience today that I didn't expect to have either. So I decided to go ahead and post a podcast. This is, um, oh, by the way, welcome to Quilting for the Rest of Us. I don't have my normal introductions or music. This is sort of the unplugged version because all of that stuff lives on my external hard drive, which is currently about 300 miles away from me, something like that. Um, I'm sitting in a hotel in the middle of Ohio on my trip. This is the overnight between when I leave my home and when I arrive at uh, my board meetings, etc., and um, decided since I had a little extra time tonight, although I do still have some work I need to get done, that I would post a a quick episode just telling you about um, my experience visiting a new quilt shop today. Uh, I had the privilege of visiting the Quilt Foundry, F-O-U-N-D-R-Y, in Maumee, Ohio. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that first, a little bit of background though. Um, again, and first of all, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, I, I, I'm not, I don't have any notes. I don't have any of my usual stuff. I'm not doing listener comments. So uh, this is going to be sort of stream of consciousness and I hope it turns out okay. Uh, any of you who are new listeners, perhaps listening to this episode for the very first time, I would encourage you to go and listen to some of my other episodes, which are much more oh, shall we say, prepared. (laughs) But in any case, I did want to share this experience with you. Um, I have stayed in this same area a few different times over the last several years, and the last time I was here was about four years ago. And I had discovered through Googling that there was a quilt shop in the area not too far from my hotel. Unfortunately, the last time I was here, I was not able to schedule my driving in such a way as to get to Mommy before the store closed. So I was never able to actually visit. This time, um, I was actually about halfway here, I think. (laughs) I was on the road, had stopped at a rest area and thought to myself, well, wait a minute, I do remember there was a quilt shop there. I seem to be doing good time. Let me do a little Googling on my cell phone to see what I can find, uh, what I can come up with. And sure enough, there it was, the Quilt Foundry found their website and um, discovered that indeed they would be open late enough that should nothing untoward happen, you know, like construction or anything like that, that I wouldn't have a problem making it. And in fact, nothing untoward happened except for a lot of rain once I got into Ohio. Um, Ohioans, sorry, you didn't have very good weather today, at least not in the front half of the state. By the time I got closer to Toledo, it had, it had cleared up pretty well. Um, but in any case, so I then discovered, okay, I can actually make this. And that gave me a goal and it kept me, you know, driving through and something to work for and sis <laughs> I guess. Uh, and I didn't have any problems finding it. I decided to go straight to the quilt shop without checking into my hotel and in fact had to drive by my hotel to get to the quilt shop. It really is pretty close to where I am, which is good to know for future reference. Um, the I think I must have been in downtown Maumee. I, I don't really know for sure because I don't know the area, but it was this cute little sort of village center um, with these neat looking little shops and everything and not really cobblestone streets off to the side but sort of bricked streets not normal pavement and uh, you go down one of those streets and it's just a little bit beyond 
where the rest of the shops are. So I actually kind of felt like I had gone a little bit too far because my GPS, I mean, it's right there. It's like a block away, but my GPS said, okay, you're here. And I wasn't there yet. <laughs> I had to drive like another 400 feet or so. And then, and then I found it. Um, so there was a brief moment where I thought, oh, do I need to turn around? But no, it was there. I just, you know, so if, if you're in the area, you turn right onto West Wayne off of Reynolds Street and, you know, it's just keep going. You'll find it. It's on the left-hand side. Um, it's a beautiful building. I really appreciated the uh, ambiance of the building itself. And their website does give a little bit of the history. I'm pulling it up now. The building was built in the 1840s. It's the Butter Gilt Building, and that's home to the Quilt Foundry, and there's a several other businesses in the same uh, building. But it's a, a very nice old uh, red brick building. Uh, I would say it's kind of Federalist style, but I'm not you know, big on architecture. I don't know a lot of it, but it definitely, you can see that it's um, 1840s. Uh, the website says it's believed to be the area's oldest factory structure still in commercial use. But that means the inside of the store just had this wonderful old-time feeling with exposed brick walls and um, kind of beams across the ceiling and stuff. is really neat atmosphere. I did not take any pictures of the inside of the store. I always feel a little hinky about doing that. I'm sure if I had asked permission and, and you know I would have been able to do that but I didn't but uh, there are they've got some nice pictures right on their website I wish I could tell you the name of the woman who worked with me the staff person um, that helped me out she introduced herself but I am really bad with names especially after I've been driving for eight hours and just completely blipped on her name I really apologize you were wonderful if you're listening to this she was extremely helpful uh, she she was working with another customer when I first came in, and that's okay because I was just kind of poking around and browsing. But she did, she came over and introduced herself to me, and then asked me if there was anything I needed. And at that point, I said, like, "No, no, I'm I'm okay." Um, and then later, when I did find some uh, fabric I wanted to buy, you know, I let her know, "Okay, I'm, you know, there were no other customers around at that point." So I said, "Hey, I'm, you know, whenever you get a chance, I'm ready to do some cutting." And uh, she came over and then helped me. She basically was very good at spending my money for me, but I was a, <laughs> I was a willing victim, so that was okay. Um, but when she asked me, you know, how much I wanted to cut, and I said, well, you know, you never really know when you don't know what you're going to use it for. But let's kind of, you know, I guess I'll do maybe a couple yards of this. And she said, well, have you ever seen the five-yard quilt patterns? And I had not, and I've never seen this, and it's a whole line of patterns. They had several of them there, and so I, I actually bought two patterns, but I only got the fabric to do one. But all of the, the patterns, the premise is that you do them with five one-yard cuts, and that's all you need, and then backing. Um, and I think in some cases binding, although that might even be covered in some cases. Uh, they're five-yard quilt is the name of the, the line. They are available through easyquilter.com. The two patterns I bought are both designed by Mary Danielson. I, Because I'm unfamiliar with the line, I don't know if she's the only designer for the whole line or whether maybe they have different designers for this line. But in any case, you know, I was thrilled to find these because again, when, you, when you're traveling or when you're on shop hops and stuff, if you don't have a specific project in mind, sometimes it's hard to know exactly how much fabric to buy. And so here, now I know, oh, okay, well, I can just buy five one-yard cuts, and I'm, I've am i definitely got at least something I can do with them. 
Um, and on the flip side, of course, is I've got lots of one-yard cuts sitting at home in my stash. So again, it'll be an easy way for me to kind of, okay, I just want to whip up a fast project and use five yards. Here I go. So that was that was a nice find. And the um, the pattern that I did buy the fabric for, the pattern is named Shadow Boxes, and it's kind of a, it's a four-patch, and then there's a larger block with a focus fabric, and then there's really this kind of fun zigzaggy sashing that goes through it. So it was a lot of fun, and and the staff person whose name I'm blanking on, <laughs> I really do appreciate. I do apologize. Phyllis comes to mind, but I don't think that's right. Uh, in any case, she was very helpful in helping me think through which fabrics would go in which places, and ultimately we ended up swapping out a fabric uh, for a different one. Um, all the fabrics, I believe, are from the same line, and I took a picture of the fabrics that I bought, and I will post it uh, to the show notes for this episode. And that is, by the way, assuming I can get a decent enough internet connection to actually upload this. I seem to have a strong internet connection now, but when you're trying to upload a podcast, that can be a little different. Uh, but it's PNB Textiles Fabric Line Sausalito, and it's this wonderful, it's blue and brown I guess I would maybe more aqua it's sort of what they refer to as a spa blue so it's kind of more of a blue green a little bit paler um, the the and then it's with sort of sand color fabrics um, the main focus fabric I'm going to use is a really wonderful big floral but the focus fabric square is about a seven and a half inch block so that should be fine to um, feature that fabric and then the four patch is made out of um, four and a half inch squares, I believe. So the other prints that I'm using, well, one is a print, it's a leaf print, and then I'm using a stripe, and then I've got something that's more of an all over, it's more of a blender um, fabric. So it should work really, really well. And I really appreciated her help in working out um, what I was going to do. And like I said, you know, I, I dropped some dollars there. So um, thank you very much uh, for being of assistance, even if I can't thank you by name, I really do apologize for that. I am so bad with names. Um, I, she also introduced me to the store owner, whose name is Lisa, uh, which mostly <laughs> I remember that because it's on the website, so I was able to cheat, cheat a little bit. But apparently the quilt foundry is actually under new management. Lisa and her husband um, only bought it a few months ago, I think, if I remember the story correctly. And so the last time I was here was when it was under older management and they had, uh, they closed earlier in the afternoon, which is why I couldn't get here. Um, Lisa and her husband keep it open later in the afternoon, which I applaud. Thank you for doing that. Uh, they also in, they invited me to come back tonight. They're having a block of the month class tonight, and they invited me to come back and, and play and have fun with other quilters. But um Unfortunately, I know right now I'm doing okay, but probably in about another half hour I'm going to crash and crash hard. Uh, so I figured I'd have about, you know, 15 minutes worth of scintillating conversation in me and then I'd become a lump in the corner. So I was probably better off just, you know, staying in my hotel for as much as it sounded like a whole lot of fun. Back to the shop to describe the shop to you. I would strongly recommend that anybody, you know, if you're within driving distance, do put the Quilt Foundry on your list. It's small to middling. I mean, it's not a huge shop, but they had a very nice selection. They had a lot of blenders, um, a decent size uh, set of batiks for a store that size. I mean, it, it wasn't like a like the whole store was batiks. They had, um, I believe, maybe one wall of shelves was batiks, but they, they did have a nice set of batiks. Um, again, the blenders, a very nice set of blenders. And then 
uh, well, when I was there, you know, today they have a lot of their holiday fabric apparently is coming in because there were several shelves of holiday fabric and I had that sinking feeling of, oh my gosh, yes, it's that time of year that if I'm going to do something for the holidays, I really ought to start planning it now. And I, you know, I haven't gotten there yet. So um, that was a bit of my guilty moment. They did have, oh, be still my beating heart, uh, a couple of different displays of Aurafil thread. I was very pleased to see that. Uh, did not buy any because, of course, whenever I'm in these circumstances, I'm like, what color thread did I think I needed again? What was that? And, you know, unfortunately didn't have anything written down or in mind, so I decided not to um, spend that money at that point. I'd rather spend it on fabric when I can. They also had uh, their classroom, nice, nice big classroom. I, I would love to take a class in that space. It was really, it just felt like you'd have all sorts of elbow room, but still be cozy. Uh, they had beautiful samples up on the walls. You know, as always, you, you like seeing um, quilts made up. And in fact, the staff person whose name I'm really embarrassed, I don't remember, did point out to me that they did have a sample on the wall using the same fabric line that I was buying. So I was able to go over, it was a different pattern, but I was able to go over and kind of see what the line looked like all made up, um, which got me even more excited about it. It's really, it's going to be a wonderful um, lap quilt. The five yard quilt patterns make a lap size quilt. Um, I'm looking at the pattern now it's got it written down somewhere um, 55 by 71 is one of them the other pattern I bought is 43 by 65 I bought two patterns because the other pattern I really liked but it wouldn't work well with the fabrics that I bought um, here but I've got fabrics at home I'll be able to use it for so I did end up buying two of the five yard quilt patterns um, in any case you, I will post the link to the website. Again, it's the Quilt Foundry in Maumee, Ohio. And um, I would really encourage anybody to go uh, check them out if you're within you know, driving distance. They do not have an online store. They have great looking classes. You know, again, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, um, sadly, the quilt shop that I often talk about, my own LQS that's right around the corner from my house is actually closing this month, which I haven't really talked about because it makes me sad and <laughs> I don't like talking about it. But when I was standing in the quilt foundry this afternoon, I was thinking, well, I could be happy with this one being my local quilt shop, but unfortunately it's not. But now I know if I'm back in this area again, I know exactly where it is. and. I will go visit them again. They do also do uh, long arm quilting services. Uh, they're advertising that they've got a lasagna party coming up where they have lasagna dinner and then they make a lasagna quilt, um, which is a strip quilt. Uh, it just, they do seem like they'd be a, a really fun shop um, to be at. So uh, that's kind of my episode <laughs> for this week. Um, Again, I'm going to be uh, driving again tomorrow and then otherwise occupied for the next couple of weeks. And then on my way home, I'm going to be stopping at Lolly's in Shipshawana. Um, probably will not be up to posting an episode about that visit right away because I'm probably, if I'm as fried as I usually am, I'm going to be crawling into bed and sleeping as soon as I hit my hotel room. Um, so it'll be a couple of weeks before you hear from me again. But like I said in my last episode, be sure you keep talking to me because um, I do like reading your comments, even if I can't always respond to them. Uh, so in any case, this is um, my episode for the week. Um, by the way, I have caught up on several other Quilty Podcasters now. Thank you very much, and I hope nobody posts any new episodes so I can stay caught up for a little bit. I still have a few more to listen to tomorrow. 
but I'm making great progress. So that's been a lot of fun. Thank you all for keeping me company on my drive. Uh, I guess that's it. So until, um, again, the Quilt Foundry, uh, their website is just www.quiltfoundry.com. And again, Foundry is spelled F-O-U-N-D-R-Y. And they are located in Maumee, Ohio, which is right outside of Toledo. And you can get their um, contact information and their uh, street address, etc. off of their website. And I will post that in the show notes to this episode. So thank you, everybody at Quilt Foundry for um, showing me a good time (laughs) while I was in town. And um, everybody else, all of my listeners, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. And until then, go get your quilty on. But before you get your quilty on, let me remind you of my contact information. Again, sorry, I don't have any notes in front of me. Um, You can leave comments on the show notes to this episode at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. You can email me at sandyquilts, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, also sandyquilts. You can find me on Goodreads, also sandyquilts. And you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr group. You can read my blog at quiltingfortherestofus.blogspot.com. You can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Kiva team, and you can sign up for the Quilting for the Rest of Us free newsletter, which is more or less monthly, except July, because I'm not home to do it. Um, And all of those links you can find at the show notes for this podcast at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. And now you can go get your quilty on.